0: If your spider plant is looking peaky, and that Venus flytrap you bought just kicked the bucket, you need On the Ledge, the podcast about indoor gardening, where you learn everything you need to know to keep your house plants looking lush. I'm Jane Perone. Join me and a host of wonderful guests to chat all things house plants at On the Ledge podcast.
1: Welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer. So glad to have you back. I'm joined once again this week by my friends Joe Chung and Mark Osterman, and we've got a great show for you. We're going to try to get back a little bit into our normal routine and talk about some more uh, in-depth stuff, including your first travel post-coronavirus. Where are we going to go? What are our plans? What things are we considering when we uh, book that first trip after uh, this pandemic? Plus, we'll talk about Chase business cards, how they've made it almost impossible to get them, and what you should do to make yourself look good to the banks and to avoid getting shut down in these tough financial times. Plus, Amex is going to be refreshing their cards, including their platinum card. They've said there's going to be new benefits and other things coming. We'll discuss that and more Before we get into the show, please consider subscribing. You can find links to subscribe at mtmpodcast.com. We support all of the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. mtmpodcast.com for that. And we also have our Disney Hacks podcast that launched. Episode 2 came out this week. We're going to talk about saving time and money on Disney. If you're interested in that, go to Disneyhacks.com. All right, let's hit it. Hey, Joe and Mark, how are you guys doing? How has your week been? It's been pretty good. I mean, last week was spring break, so I didn't have to do anything for school,
2: which I was surprised since everything feels like, quote unquote, vacation right now. But we really needed that uh, time off. So it was good for the kids. Good for us, too. So what about you, Mark? How are you good for
0: animal animal crossing game uh, leveling up too, right?
2: That's right. That's right. I sold millions of bells worth of turnips. So,
0: Elijah I, Elijah Wood or what what's his name? Is Elijah Wood? Yeah,
2: it, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood's into Animal Crossing. Can I just say, you know, for those fire people out there, those people who are financially independent re- retire early, uh, if you're not familiar with that term. I have a friend who was telling me in Animal Crossing that he's just worked on Saving up as many bells, which is the currency, as possible so that he can fire in Animal Crossing. And then he's like, what the heck? This is just like real life. This is crap. But he's still doing it. So uh, fun times.
0: I ordered something um, I'm kind of excited about that's coming in the mail a couple days from Amazon. It is a, a neck hammock.
2: Have you guys ever heard of that? <laughs> I mean I'm thinking I'm thinking a neck pillow but this got to be something different right
0: So it's like this uh device that you you attach to a door and then you lay on the ground and you you like rest your head in it and it uh, suspends it above the floor. So it's supposed to like stretch out your neck and your shoulders and stuff. And I think it'd be good from getting like neck and shoulder pain from sitting at the desk all day and everything. So it's kind of like a chiropractic type of thing, like a normal stretch you'd do in the office, but you can do it at home and you just attach it to any door and lay down on the floor. So it looks like it will feel amazing. I get migraines and I have stress on my neck and stuff. So it's something I want to
1: try out. So I don't, I was curious if you guys had ever heard of it. I haven't, but let us know how it, uh, how it goes. Sounds like something interesting to to pick up. There's all kinds of like crazy gadgets on Amazon that you had never even thought of. It's really cool to, to pick up stuff since we have nothing else to do but buy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Seems like I'm buying, <laughs> buying, buying random crap. R- speaking of that, uh, we've spent much of the last week shipping in all, tons and tons of Legos that we bought over the last couple of years because prices of toys are just spiking like crazy on Amazon. So yeah, I mean, uh, I, I made a joke in one of the Facebook groups that my investment in Legos has paid off a little bit better than my investments in the stock market. And yeah, right now a lot of the Legos are going crazy. So that's been fun. I imagine that uh, people who uh, resell out there are uh, finally happy they can send stuff into Amazon and cash in on uh, on their stockpiles.
2: So I was talking to Trevor and he said he had to switch a lot to fulfill by merchant, which means he's shipping directly to the people he's selling to. Are you able to ship to Amazon and have Amazon fulfill it? Or you know what's your status? I don't, I'm not sure if it's changed because Trevor and I talked a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah, they've been slowly opening stuff up over the last couple of weeks so it seems now most everything that we have we're pretty we're able to send in for fulfillment by Amazon. They do have some limits so you can't send like hundreds of something but uh we've been able to to send in steady supplies now and haven't had any issues. Whereas like at the beginning of April you were still pretty limited to being able to ship in there. So it's exciting cuz fulfillment by Amazon tends to uh, obviously get better margins. But it's also just a lot more convenient when you have a lot of stuff than having to ship out hundreds of orders, which is something that we're you know, not really uh, set up to do right now uh, as we've kind of scaled things back a bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, he was telling me that, I guess it must have been, I mean, we did record in early April. Um, this is for Observation Deck, uh, one of our Patreon bonus episodes. But he was saying how the amount of time it takes him to process like 100 items is the same as like 10 when he's shipping them himself because it's just like so much slower because you're not putting everything in the same box, which is something I didn't realize since I don't resell.
1: Yeah, and in the past, like when we were like during uh, the fourth quarter and around Christmas when we're doing a lot of Merchant Fulfilled, you kind of set everything up so you can work quicker. And it takes time and effort to to do that. And so we just didn't feel like doing that. So we just waited. And then every day kind of Amazon's opening stuff up a little bit more. They have a report that sellers can go look at what they can actually send in. And like I said, we haven't. the report is so long for us at this point. I'm not even checking it. We're just submitting stuff, and we haven't gotten anything that's been rejected now. If you, if you have stuff that you want to send in, definitely worth uh, checking it out and, and seeing if, if uh, you can send it in. And like I said, if, if you have toys, uh, it looks like toys are uh, really uh, popular right now, especially like Lego sets and stuff people can build at home with their, with their kids.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Like a whole bunch of stuff is just spiking in prices. Like I'm kind of mad at myself because I, you know, I bought the kids a trampoline and there's this like trampoline tent thing you can purchase that goes over the top and it kind of provides shade as well as then you can like camp out in it during the summer and stuff and keeps bugs out and all that stuff. And it looked like a cool thing, but I kind of put off buying it. I think it was like 50 or 60 bucks on Amazon. And we finally decided like hey let's just buy it you know it'll be something good for them for the summer and i go back and i can't find one for under like 300 anywhere and they like sold out on the main site so if you just have something random like people are selling used ones for like 250 dollars. like if you have something random that you don't use anymore just put it on ebay because it probably will sell right now it's insane like anything you can buy just put up there <laughs>
1: I think it's a combination of, obviously, we're all, you know, we're just bored and we don't know what to do with ourselves. Yeah, and just the supply not getting uh, replenished in time and that just-in-time inventory doing us good. I mean, it's just crazy the things that people are buying. I know, first of all, I talk about
2: Animal Crossing way more than I actually play, but it's just, like, fun to pay attention to. But there are ways to get certain characters into your game like it's like a town so people move in and stuff like that and there are like rare characters and people are selling access to those characters on ebay so people are selling access to digital made-up characters in a kid's video game and they're going for like tens to like hundreds of dollars depending on how rare they are so it's just it's just crazy the stuff i guess people buy the stuff all the time but i think people being stuck at home has really like made the markets even nuts more nuts
0: yeah selling like profiles and games has been a thing since what was the big computer game like uh um, team warcraft, fortress 2 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, since so like warcraft early, like early 2000 <laughs> course, yeah. yeah yeah world of warcraft they'd sell them for like thousand dollars after they built them all up and everything which is crazy but that's what people are into i guess
1: yeah i mean uh, the world's a crazy place but we uh here on the podcast we want to get back to normal a little bit and kind of go back to our normal show format. I think that people out there want to hear us talk miles and points. And as some states kind of reopen a little bit, uh, I guess people want to have a little bit of normalcy. So I thought it would be good to uh, have a complete show where we're going to talk miles and points, kind of go back to our old format. And I think the great place to start with that is talking about... Now, obviously, these could our plans could change, but talk about our first trip that we're going to take post-COVID-19 or, you know, as part of this new era, I suppose, because COVID-19 is not going anywhere. What are we planning? What kind of considerations are we making? Kind of help the listeners out there, maybe give them some ideas of things they should think about as they plan their travel. Do you, either of you guys have anything on the books? You know, maybe it'll get canceled, but you really think you're going to, it'll be your first trip? No. (laughs) (laughs) No?
2: I have actually a a couple things on the books, but I don't, I'm not like thinking that we're going to go necessarily right now, but uh, I can go first in general. Like I, the first trip that I wanna take is I really want to go down and see my parents. And that's actually something that we might do as early as May, but I'll talk about like some of the considerations. One of the kind of silly considerations is, can we drive all the way down there without a restroom break? Because my family has pretty well socially distanced ourselves from everyone here. My parents have pretty well socially distanced themselves. So, you know, if we go from here to there, I don't think we are increasing the risk or exposure of anyone in our family or to anyone else in the public. But if we have to stop at a rest area, um, if the kids can't hold it for that long or, you know, even the adults, you know, sometimes oh, I better not drink Diet Coke on the way down there. That's what the that uh,
0: the two-year-old's uh, training potty's for, man. Just bring it along.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it can only hold Diapers so much for volume.
0: the whole family. Yeah. You just, well, you, you like <laughs> go to a field, you do your thing and then you pour it out and you move on. <laughs> it's kind of like camping. <laughs>
2: But yeah, so that, that's the first trip that I really want to take because um, my kid, you know, we miss, and we're starting to like be a little more relaxed with my in laws who live around here. You know, we've been going over there and taking walks together, but apart. But you no, know, I think the kids are getting a little bit more lax about um, getting close to them. My son really had to go to the bathroom, so he ran into their house. So that's the first trip that I want to take. And that's like, that's going to be our first trip whenever we take a trip other trips we're thinking about you know I've been thinking of course a lot about Disney parks and what is it going to take for these theme parks for me to be comfortable to be going in so I'm really interested to see what kind of social distancing measures Disney comes up with and whether they will make me feel comfortable enough to go which I can't say for certain whether I will or will not be comfortable Mark's got to go but I'm curious your thoughts Sean as to what you would want to see Disney do before you'd feel comfortable going
1: well, it's interesting today, uh, which is Tuesday. This is coming out on Thursday, April thirtieth. But April twenty eighth, Florida came up with guidelines for reopening theme parks, and it seems like they're pretty light on stuff. They they're requiring temperature checks for employees and face masks for employees, six foot distancing and queue lines, hands free sanitizer at entries and exits to rides, entry turnstiles. But it's not really they're they're not really recommending that that people going to the parks do anything. So. It will be very interesting to see if these are just kind of base level guidelines and that companies like Disney and Universal are are more stringent uh, when they're requiring stuff because we've seen, going back to the travel stuff, we've seen airlines this week start, like JetBlue, start to require passengers to wear face masks. That's the first time we've kind of seen that.
2: Yeah, good on JetBlue for doing that. I, you know, I was talking to you about this, Sean. I think, yes, Florida has their regulations, but I'm pretty sure Disney's going to be more strict than that.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Now, kind of uh, tangent a little bit, some airlines are requiring blood tests right now. What do you guys think about that? Like, I don't know that I'm very comfortable with airline employees testing my blood or going into, like, an area for that and stuff, so I don't...
2: Is that that in Asia or something? Yeah,
0: yeah, I think... I forget which airline it was. I saw it, like, a week ago, but one of them started that. To get on the plane, you have to have your... uh, Do a corona test
2: before you can board. I think Emir... Oh, Emirates was doing it. Okay, Um,
0: yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah,
2: it depends on the type of test, but I don't see... Americans getting behind that anytime soon. Yeah, I know. But
0: so, and then how is uh, how are they getting their tests done in fifteen minutes? But it takes us like a day.
2: <laughs> there are short tests, you know. They just uh We haven't you know, used them or made them or whatever. America. Yeah we, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we haven't we haven't figured out how to produce them at scale yet.
1: But we'll get there. Mark, you know, do you have trips? I mean what are what are your thoughts on this because i know you had a lot of stuff planned
0: yeah my i mean the one that i'm still holding on to which would be the first trip is is probably end of july um our 15 year anniversary trip to we're gonna spend like one night in la and then uh we're supposed to go to maui for four or five nights i forget how many how long, but that's like the one that's still out there. And then the only thing I've booked is the mistake fair to Cape Town in February. And even that, I don't know, you know, with uh, international travel and people closing borders and stuff, who knows if that will happen or even if it will be honored, but those are the only two things I have on the book. I'm I'm hopeful to go to Hawaii. I mean, I put it at a 30% or less chance of happening, but we'll see how it plays out. I think by July, it'd probably be fine to travel, wear a mask and precautions and all that. Um, I just wonder like what's still going to be closed down or what you know is it going to be as fun like if you want Vegas might be open by then, but I don't want to sit and gamble with a mask and and all that stuff. So it's like, d- does it take away from the fun even if it is open and you could do
2: it? Is it worth it? So. I'm waiting for a couple months to decide on all that stuff. We were talking about this. If theme parks are going to have a diminished experience, then, you know, maybe you don't want to go anyway. Uh, You know, if it's, I mean, it's never going to be the same, but if it's not even close, it may not be worth going. Mark, was it you who wrote the article that was like something like international travel might open, but do other countries even want us? You know, because that's my concern too, right? Like,
0: no, I did not. We were thinking
2: of going, (laughs) okay, sounds like your type of article, (laughs) but it's... (laughs) what Uh, do
1: you what do you mean joe people don't want us we're we're americans okay well you know we're the best but yeah everybody don't they in our own mind it's that's a serious concern though i mean even whatever we do here we have to also understand that almost every other major country actually almost every other country on earth is shut down to some extent or the other so it's just like a minefield you know trying to figure out where to go except for new zealand they're virus free I guess right well they straight up probably do not want us to come uh, I'm not sure <laughs> yeah. what their current regulations are but... have you have you ever heard of New Zealand customs when you go there and if you don't declare like even like a little bit of fruit or food how uh it's like Hawaii yeah well, it's they're like very, very strict.
0: strict that one uh, British family that was like leaving trash everywhere and it became like national news
1: because they were so bad yes Oh my god! I remember that story. Oh, so crazy! crazy. Like, I mean, yeah, the people. This family would like show up in all the local newspapers as they would travel around, and like they were just like just like causing ruckus wherever they went, and like the whole country turned on. Yeah, like not picking up trash
0: at the beach and stuff. Which, yeah, it's it's a it's a a terrible move, and it's annoying. But to make it national news is is insane. It just goes to show, like, like, how important that stuff is.
2: Well, it's like in Singapore, it's a fine if you like spit out your gum. Or, I'm not, you might not even be able to chew gum. I can't, I can't remember the exact regulations. But yeah, so, you know, I think I've said that we want to go to Europe this summer and they were thinking of rescheduling it for the holidays. But, you know, I don't know if Europe will be open to the before time to steal a term from frequent flyer travel before then. So, you know, I think that's another thing weighing on my mind. And, I'm not really looking into international travel right now just because I don't want to, like, book a trip and then find out that, like, you know, we'll need a visa or we can't even get a visa because of whatever's going on.
0: You know what's making a comeback in 2020? Bust out the old uh, van with the TV in the back, turn the seats around, take a nap while you drive somewhere. <laughs> the old road trip that's happening. Yeah. It's a couple year 2020, uh, yeah.
1: You're switched to your old uh, Yeah, like back when yeah, we were kids, television. like how you
0: travel. Yeah, remember, like... Did you guys have, like, one of those vans that had, like, the little four-inch TV in the back and, like, a VCR
1: off to the sides? No, not allowed. We were not allowed. <laughs> no, we had, like, an old Ford Aerostar van, which was, like, the worst thing.
0: We ever. had, like, a but Mark, Mark 3, Mark whatever that those numbers were. But, like, the uh, second row of seats had, like, pilot chairs that you could turn around and then the bed in the back laid down. Oh, that's... So you could just yeah, like sit in the chair mind. and stretch out, and then you had like a little TV. Because we used to drive back and forth between New Jersey and Michigan several times a year, so fourteen-hour trips and stuff was the norm. But that was like some of the better memories. You know, you're just sitting in there watching a little movie and relaxing. And my parents rotated who took a nap in the back. <laughs> that's what our future is for the next uh, six to twelve months. To go
2: by Winnebago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. I mean, That'd that's awesome. true. I mean, I think
2: I'm like the, I'm the, half the dr- joking. I mean, I would never drive that thing, but. It's not a bad idea, right? Hire
1: somebody. And what do you think? We talked about Amazon. What do you think is the price of RVs happening? And the price of RVs is going to probably spike too, especially used ones, as everybody's thinking RVs about doing the same thing. RVs and campers and all that stuff. Dang, yeah. should
2: have bought that to resell a month ago. All <laughs> of that. I
1: know. I did. But the Great American Road Trip is going to come back for sure, and I think that's probably the safest way to go if you are planning any travel because it avoids airplanes and airports. This is an amazing country. I've I've really been blessed to take like several long road trips coast to coast and. I'm always, uh, you know, amazed by how diverse this country is in in every single way. And then Mark, to your point, I'm Hawaii. I had to cancel Hawaii uh, and I have a, a a voucher from Delta for that. So I think as soon as I'm comfortable getting on a plane again, I think going back to Hawaii is is kind of a good medium for me. It's are you still going, the United States. Are you
0: doing the Disney uh Disney resort again if you when you go back?
1: Yeah, I mean I have the voucher for it. So I, and for those people who are newer and and haven't been listening to the show for a while, I was able to cash in my Delta miles for $0.02 cents each towards staying at Disney's Alani in Hawaii. And I had to cancel that trip, so now I have a voucher for that. And I didn't, didn't want to get my miles back because I feel like the $0.02 cents was good. So I'll use that towards, towards Hawaii, and maybe I'll get a longer trip out of it than I originally was because prices will be lower. I don't know. I think that's probably where I'll, I'll go if I'm going to uh, take my family domestically somewhere where I have to go fly. But, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, There's still a lot up in the air. I still have July 4th for Washington, D.C. technically booked. But, I, you know, I think that uh, that's becoming less likely at this point. You know, anything else you guys want to add? Kind of suggestions, tips for people planning their first big trip and what they should consider?
0: I would say book with miles and points that have good cancellation pol- policies, you know, like Southwest. Virgin Atlantic, even though they're on the, <laughs> they're having some issues with uh, financing, but you can book Delta flights with those, and they have a good cancellation policy. Avios uh, for uh, American Airlines flights, stuff like that. You know, use that to your advantage since everything's up in the air right now. You don't want to use Delta Sky Miles. I know they let people cancel them right now because of everything that's going on. But if you're booking something for like September, they might be like, "Hey, the restrictions are lifted. You need to take this flight even if you don't feel comfortable. You're not getting anything back." So I think it's uh, something to focus on. That would be my suggestion. How about you, Joe? You got anything?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think like we've already alluded to, we say planning your next big trip, quote unquote, but I think plan small trips. It'll be a big trip relatively since we haven't gone anywhere for months, but start small, plan with something small that is flexible because- as we saw like back in march like everything changed on a dime and like one week things were one way and then the next week everything was canceled so you know i think it's important to be flexible like you said mark but also having
1: a less uh, extensive trip makes that easier as well i agree 100% start small you don't kind of know how you're going to how you're going to handle the travel in this kinda, in this new world you don't know how your family is so take small trips and uh, kind of go from there and that's that's my plan and i think that's good advice from both of you guys And now let's talk banks. We haven't been talking a whole lot about credit cards and banks and stuff, but there is a lot of news happening. And one of the more interesting things is Chase and how they've tightened up on uh, business card applications. And then more overall, how it's been a little bit more difficult to get credit cards. And then also some banks are cutting people's credit limits, shutting down their accounts. So there's a lot kind of going on in the space. And it all started... Well, it didn't all start, but we—I I figured we'd start talking about the Chase business cards. Uh, Mark, you covered this on the site. It's really, really hard to get a chase business card right now, right? Yeah.
0: So, they are basically, if you're a sole proprietor, you're probably not going to get one right now. They are refusing anybody that doesn't have like a large deposit with them and stuff. They're coming up with all different rules. So, I know a lot of the people in this space use a sole prop as their business for applications. That's what I use too, as a, you know, independent contractor. So, I've kind of just given up on them uh i'll come back in a year or so if i'm under 524 kirsten is under right now i'm just gonna grab personal card instead but yeah it's getting tough out there and i think it's gonna get tougher and tougher with everybody with all the lenders for the most
2: part yeah i mean we've been seeing reports on reddit too that amex has started shutting down people who have like applied for a lot of no limit language cards and stuff like that and so it just really feels like In this economy, and it makes sense too, but banks are gonna really start cracking down on their customers and things like that. And so, for my strategy, like I have started, you know, I haven't fully thought this through yet, but I've started considering, you know, with Amex cards, do I wanna avoid downgrade for a year, or at least maybe should I downgrade to a card that still has an annual fee just to like draw less attention to myself? You know, these kinds of questions are starting to come up to me because. Number one, I'm a little paranoid about getting shut down by people because of previous history. But also, number two, it's just like I feel like if the MX rat team or Chase's rat equivalent team or whatever, if they're starting to crack down, then maybe I want to make myself look like a profitable customer as much as possible just to kind of avoid anything. Because I would much rather pay, say, a $550 mx platinum annual fee then cancel the card get eyes on the count and then lose all my membership rewards points yes 550 dollars is a lot of money but i also got like a lot of points in there and i don't have anything to use them on right now so it's not even like i can burn it either
0: yeah i think downgrades a good option with stuff like that too like uh Uh, Kirsten just called for her Amex Platinum, and they didn't give her any type of offer, so she ended up downgrading to gold because we don't have one. We had both gotten them way back in the past, so we couldn't get any welcome offer on it, so we downgraded to that. Save a little bit of money. It's a better earning card, better overall card in my opinion these days, even though there's a refresh coming, supposedly, so who knows what they're going to add, but unless they're lowering the annual fee, I still don't think it'll be great. That is a good point, though. Like Downgrade instead of close. They're looking for any reason to, to shut people down at this point, unprofitable customers, I mean, Chase even pulled their Slate card, you can't sign up for it anymore, which is one of their most popular cards, you know, all around because the balance transfer is no fee for the first balance transfer and 0% for usually for like 18 months. So it's huge for this exact situation that people would want to get it, you know, trying to extend out their finances for a few years while they're, you know, struggling making ends meet. So they got rid of it because they're worried about all these higher risk customers coming in, signing up putting a balance on it and then not being able to pay it off. So it just goes, goes to show what they're thinking and kind of what the next six to 12 months forecast probably looks like.
1: Right now there are millions of people in the United States who are not paying their credit card bills and the banks are under intense pressure. Uh, and a lot of the banks are allowing their customers not to pay their credit card bills to be fair. But there are millions of accounts right now that are not getting paid. And those, that's very concerning to the bank. So yeah, they're reevaluating their relationship with lots of people. And they're going to be very, very conservative before they give you any more credit. Because credit cards are unsecured debt. So essentially, if you run up a credit card bill, unless you do something illegal, they don't have a lot of recourse to get that money back from you. So they're going to definitely uh, tighten up when it comes to that. And, you know, if you do need the help, then definitely take it from the banks. If you need if you need the payment help and you can't make a payment, hopefully most people who listen to this show are, are debt free or working towards that. But things happen then that's great. But also understand that if you do take help from the bank, like let's say defer payment, most likely there's going to be some adverse action down the line for you, whether they're going to cut your credit limits, close your accounts. We saw a report this week of American Express closing somebody's account or basically locking all their cards because they asked, you know, to defer a payment, which makes perfect sense, but just be aware of that. So, yeah.
0: And I don't even think they really needed to use it. They were just saying, Hey, if they'll offer this, you know, I'll, put that money somewhere else and make money off of it, which I think a lot of people have considered, but they're looking at it as if you can't pay your bill now, I'm not going to let you take on more debt. So they won't let you charge on any of your cards if you do. So only do it if you really need it, I guess I would say.
1: At a time when the banks are really considering their, their relationship with you as a customer, it's important to try to look as good as you can. And I don't mean that you should go out of your way to make the bank extra money. Definitely not. But you should, you know, if you can make your payments on time, make them on time. If you can avoid... Doing things like running up huge balances, you know, which are going to spike on your credit report. They'll see that because they are looking at your credit reports. If you have a relationship, whether they want to to see whether they want to close your account. Maybe you have ten thousand in credit, and they're only comfortable giving you a thousand, so they'll cut your your limit. This happened a lot in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I don't know if you guys remember, but I know uh, I remember back then, like all of my credit cards got slashed to like ten percent. The limits were all ten percent of what they were before on most cards. So you know, if that happens, just kind of look look forward and and we'll. We'll move past it. Anything, anything to add, Joe, on on this, on how you're, on how you're kind of proceeding with the banks, just kind of business as usual for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm being like a little more careful. I have started like spreading some purchases across like cards just to be like, hey, I'm here, like I'm alive. I do think I'm going to take a little hiatus from applying for credit cards um, for a little while, because, like I said, just forget what the banks are doing. I, I'm just sitting on miles, and I don't feel comfortable earning a ton more until I spend them since we're not in like a time in life when I can be spending them as much as I want.
1: Now let's pivot to some, maybe some good news, some possible good news. Um, American Express is going to be, it looks like refreshing their entire product lineup uh, they didn't give us a lot of information, but it seemed it makes sense that people can't travel a lot right now, just as you said, Joe. So they kind of have to tweak their products because their Amex Platinum is is definitely a travel product. That's how that's how they sell it, and their other products, uh, some of their other products as well. What are we going to get? Did they, they did they give any details? I don't think that they did, but maybe I missed out on something. They just said they're going to refresh the Platinum card. I know we're going to get a new card design and some new benefits. Ooh, new card design. Maybe the metal's a little <sighs> bit thicker. <laughs> No, like, seriously, is that what they should be spending their money on right now?
2: Like, if they're worried about all the money, like, should they reissue a bunch of cards? I mean, that's kind of silly, but... Just bring I think back the rose the, gold. I, think the,
1: <laughs> I do love my my rose gold uh, card, my favorite card that I have. But, you know, it's, it's. I don't know, I'm kind of excited that, I obviously, we don't know the details of what they're going to announce but they did they did say that
0: they're pivoting they did say uh you know limited time offers credits rewards at -at stay-at-home services like wireless streaming grocery food delivery so i think it's going to be something along those lines like a credit monthly credit something like that the question is it's probably going to be a short-term thing i would guess kind of like a a chase sapphire reserve where you're only guaranteed some of those perks for like a year so i think it's going to be something along those lines I don't know why they just don't give credits for statement credits for some of the stuff like the Uber that you can't use right now, except for Uber. It's just give everybody a fifteen dollar credit and call it a day. But they're going this route instead, hoping for breakage most likely.
1: Amex? No way. <laughs> well they don't have much of a choice though, because the the platinum specifically is a premium card where they charge a high annual fee and the real benefit there that they sell is that you can earn these points that are great for travel and that you get lounge access and other travel benefits that you're not using now. So I don't think that they have much of a choice in this. I think that they're smart in doing it. Of course, we'll have to see exactly what the breakdown is of these credits and how uh easy they are to use. I think Mark, you're right. They should make it easy for us to get to get goodwill with the customers. Make it if you're going to give us something, make it so that we can use it. But uh we know that's not what they're good at. They're good at making it hard to use. That's one thing I I'll give uh props
0: to like Capital One for even though they hate me and never give me a credit card, which makes me angry, but their stuff has always been for only travel. You can redeem the venture or spark miles towards uh, travel one cent apiece. Well, they opened it up that you can use it for like delivery services, food stuff for the business cards, I think streaming and other things. So they actually opened it up within the last couple of weeks where you can use it for more things than just travel because they know all these people are sitting on these points. They can't really use it for what they want. So they added some more stuff to add, um, you know, some value for their members. So I thought that was a good move on their part.
1: Yeah, on a side note, I th- I expect every bank will start doing something like this, though to try to one up each other, to try to take the the headlines away. So expect some minor refreshes or some temporary benefits to go in place to kind of replace those travel benefits. That's just a prediction, but I think it's a pretty uh, pretty safe one. Yeah, I mean, are you guys excited about the the any possibilities of this or does it make you kind of change how you feel about American Express or Still not worth it. Why you set Why you set us up these, for these kinds of questions? I mean, is it still not worth it? Is the platinum? I mean, even if they would make all these changes to the platinum card, is a premium travel card worth it in this day and age, considering everything going on?
2: I think one probably still is for me, but I have more than one, and I probably do not need that many. So, um, <laughs> we, all, we all do. That's, yeah, that's what I'll say. You know, I, 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 I it will be. Much appreciated, especially if it's like for streaming or something like that, although I get Netflix free with T-Mobile. But I think all this stuff that we can use at home, like whatever it ends up being, I'm sure it'll be like marginally useful, um, especially during these unprecedented times. But I still think I need to cut down, you know, we've been talking about this ever since this all started. Like I need to cut down some of these high annual fee cards. Um, I already downgraded my Aspire like we talked about the other week. And, you know, it's just it's just not. It's just not Finally sustainable. Finally got to dump I that CSR.
1: Got to dump that CSR, yeah. We're going to move on, but we're going to move on to something we haven't done in like a month or more than that, a couple months, rapid fire. And we're bringing that back because we have some cool things, I think, uh, interesting things on the site that are worth mentioning. So, Mark, yeah, start us off with the uh, with the rapid fire. The IRS stimulus website wasn't working for a lot of people, but now it is. Yeah,
0: so they kicked off a website for people that were, you know, wanted to check on the status of their $1,200 check or whatever, depending on how much money you make and stuff. It depends on how much money you get. Um, so they launched this website so you could check on it. And then you could also, you know, input your bank account information in case you hadn't filed a tax return in the last year or two. So they have that so you don't have to wait for a mail check. But when it launched of course you know shocker it wasn't working properly so they re uh, refreshed it relaunched it it's working better for for more people some people are still getting an error one person lisa in the comments said type your address in the irs form with all cap and then it works if it gave you an error before so that's something to try if you were trying it and you kept getting an error worth a shot but good to see that more people are finding out and being able to update their bank account information uh
1: and get their get their money yeah, lots of good comments on that post too for different strategies you can try for how you type stuff in and it seems like they're they're changing the site to adapt to try to become more responsive over time so to help people so that's good information and then I just wanted to, on the site, it's been really popular. I I highlighted a few videos this week for flyovers in Southern California. Disneyland, Micah Muzio is a, he's a kind of car reviewer for Kelly Blue Book. He has his own YouTube channel, but he did some flyovers, including right over Disneyland, right over all the Universal Studios and Knott's Berry Farm theme parks in Southern California. He also went out to Victorville on a different video and flew over all the Southwest and Delta flight over 400 planes parked out there in the airport. And that's kind of my favorite video. So check out the website, just search fly over. You'll be able to check, see those videos. And I think they're pretty cool, Joe.
2: Yeah. So my rapid fire is chase has a new pop-up, although I wouldn't necessarily call it a pop-up, but you know, I will go with the author's language on this hey, one. Appreciate it. Uh, Thanks. One Mark, <laughs> one, <a> one Mark <laughs> o from miles to memories. <laughs> But um so when you call for chase retention and sorry my kids are awake in the background if you hear them when you call for chase retention they will not have a retention offer for you until you actually move to the part where you're canceling your card and at that point the csr seems to be getting a pop up so it's their pop up not your pop up but it comes up and says, and there may be a retention offer so tldr when you are Trying to cancel or get retention with Chase, go all the way to the part where you're actually canceling and you know, you still might get a retention offer. Uh, we'll link to the article in the show notes you can check that out.
0: Yeah, I think a lot anyway, of that's pretty cool. I think a lot of the best agents know to check there anyway. Like they'll start it off and check, but uh
2: just make sure you ask if you checked, like did you start the process to see if there's offer or something like that? Right, because I think it's like a technical system, right? So like A has to happen before yeah. B happens. Yeah. So, you know, I think for Chase it seems like the A is they actually have to start canceling your card before they can get the B retention off.
0: And I think, so. I mean, I think it's to, to kind of combat people just calling in, looking for a retention offer and not wanting to really cancel. So it kind of cuts off those people from getting anything. And I mean, on Chase's side of the, it's kind of genius. I understand. I'm surprised it hasn't happened earlier, but I don't know if that's going to be the case
1: going forward or, or what, but it's kind of interesting. Be a little inside baseball there, I guess. And you can find links to all of that stuff in the show notes and on the website, miles to memories.com. And that's gonna do it for this week's show. Joe, uh, where can people find you on the interwebs? Where's the, the million places people can find you during the week when you're, they're not listening to you here? You
2: can find me uh, at as A Joe flies. Uh, all of our social media, tinyletter.com slash flies. Sarasi observation deck. The one and only Bougie Miles will be recording with us this week Ooh. and coming out next week. So that should be pretty exciting. We're gonna get crunk up live on air. No, that's you and Mar- that, that's, that's you and her, Mark. I'm not going to steal it from you. Don't worry. Um, don't worry. I know that's your thing. And then uh, you can also check out my Disney stuff at com. What about you, Mark? Yeah,
0: you can email me at mark at com. Uh, just comment on any of the articles on the website, and I'll get back to you there. Uh, we have several Facebook groups. I'm in there all the time. Or uh, check out our Happy Hour on Bougie Miles' uh, YouTube channel on Fridays. At, I think she, she releases at like 5 p.m. Eastern. So we do get crunk.
1: <laughs> yeah. How about you, Sean? The Disney Hacks podcast episode 2 uh, came out this week at DisneyHacks.com. And uh, that's a podcast produced by Miles to Memories and our company. So it's really exciting. And uh, we have some new videos on our YouTube channel. com slash Miles to Memories. Did a, a nice... Little look back at uh, the Walmart kiosk that we all used to use to Kate. load Uber and serve. So if you want to see that, YouTube.com forward slash Miles to Memories, or there's a post on the website. They've, and uh, they really should yeah, bring
0: Kate back because it, it, it's good social distancing. Yeah, they should yeah, get a new version. You have to
2: disinfect it every time someone touches <laughs> that thing.
0: <laughs> Maybe they should have like like uh, gloves, like we're in like a microbiology lab or whatever, and you have to wear gloves to touch it, like. When they're holding samples,
2: I wonder if they're going to start putting like glove stations at things like that. But anyway, let's get yeah. out of here.
1: We shall see. Let's go. But uh, yeah, take a look. And uh, thanks so much. See, see, see you next guys week. Next week. Bye. 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 Bye.
0: mentioning so many people like begging us to get rapid fire back
1: no but there are some interesting things i got a lot of i got a lot of strongly worded emails so we're just messing with you sean we love you sean mark's only had 10 beers it's okay
0: no this is this is uh just one coke just one coca-cola all right, let's get back on it. Let's that was just that was here. just for the diamond members. Let's get back to the real show. <laughs>